Sikon Cinema, the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the belated Sikon Cinema. <laughs> welcome to the podcast where we don't upload when we say we're going to. That's true. I am one half of your truth-seeking documentarians, John. Jesus. I guess I'm the other half, Matt. <laughs> and today... We are delving into true horror. Yes. As we cover... Documentaries, bruh. Bruh? Disturbing documentaries, dog. Um, first off, except for maybe one of these, <laughs> all these movies, if you watch them, they're, they're more likely going to piss you off one way or the other. One way or the other, yeah. Especially the last one we're going to cover. Yeah. You want to talk about what the movies we're going to be reviewing today are? Uh, sure. We've got... The Killing of America, which was going to be the act of killing. Yes, this changed a few times. <laughs> yes, we had to reschedule. Like I think we said it was going to be the bridge, the bridge, uh, the ki- the act of killing, the act of killing, and, and Dear Zachary. But we had two two changes because one is not available right now. To yeah, us. we weren't able to get a copy of the act of killing in time. Yeah, and the bridge, it's hard to find. Yeah, and so now it's the Killing of America. Graphic sexual horror, mm-hmm. and Dear Zachary, with the long title... Dear Zachary, A, a Letter to, to a Son from His Father. father. <laughs> okay, so we're starting with The Killing of America, but before we get to that... Yeah, we got some stuff we gotta talk to up front. Yeah. First of all, apologies for the terrible yeah. consistency <laughs> of the podcast, but uh, <laughs> we have been busy. Yeah, um, my, my seasonal job's back. Yeah. Had to get ready for that. Working, you plug it. Go ahead and plug it. I mean, it's Frightmare Manor in uh, Talbot, Tennessee. There you go. If you want to go get spooked by Matt, <laughs> you can go to uh, Talbot, Tennessee, and go to Frightmare Manor, which has been around forever now. It's been over, it's been around for well over ten years. Has it ever been on one of those haunt shows? Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's been on one of the shows, but I'm pretty sure what I was told. Again, don't don't quote me on this. Yeah. People people told me we were like the top ten in America. Yeah. So. You know, it's pretty pretty popular, pretty famous. Yeah, Haunt. um, I, I think it's like it it might be a little expensive to get in. Well, most like real good haunted houses are. Yeah. It's like twenty five, I think. Which, if you go to like Halloween Horror Nights in or like Orlando, it's like way more than that, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, get your get your spooks and gaffs on there. Yeah, that's that time. It's getting close to that time of year to start getting spooked and. Sp- Spanked. Sp- spanked? I don't know. <laughs> Goofed and gaffed. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sitting here getting ready and getting in the mood. Got my my mug I got at Walmart, which is... A Universal Monster mug. It's amazing. And I'm drinking pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. I'm a stereotypical white girl. There you go. <laughs> Everybody shouldn't drink that. It's really hot. <laughs> yeah, I burned the shit out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, uh, what have I been doing? Why have I not been doing the podcast? You uh, went to Whorehound. I went to Whorehound Weekend in Indianapolis, Indiana, which was a great time. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun. Uh, got to hang out with some people I ain't seen in a while. It's weird to be able to call Jerry Chandler from Synapse Films a friend, but he is. Mm-hmm. Also, you got to hang out with the man, Jason. Jason. Shout out to him again. He's. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't got to meet him yet, but I mean, I've talked to him before. Rain Architect. Yes. Uh, dropping his new album October 6th. 
uh, killer at Moon. I want to say Moonsoon Bay every time. Uh, isn't it Monsoon? Monsoon Bay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm like Moonsoon. It's it's like a soundtrack to a, a slasher film that doesn't exist. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I got a pre copy. Yeah, to you listen to it on your channel, and I reviewed it on the Hammer Fifty Six. Mm-hmm. If you're a fan of the show, go check that out. I shouted out the podcast in that review, <laughs> and uh, it's really good. So October sixth, it's gonna be free on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Oh, wow! And on Bandcamp, they always have the option to donate. Yeah. You know, you can pay. You can pay any price. Is basically what it is, which means you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Or you can give some money. Mm-hmm. I recommend always give a few bucks. Yeah, I mean, it. it you don't it's, have. You don't have to give it like your entire paycheck. Just like. Even when I bought the, the Filthy Frank album, the first Pink Guy album, yeah. I gave a couple bucks. I mean, it's just what, just a good thing to do, you know. Support artists. I finally got SoundCloud. Hey, on my, on my phone. Yeah, yeah, it's about time. <laughs> you can be a, you can be like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> yeah, boy, it's your boy, <laughs> little broomstick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, Rain Architects' new album Killer at Monsoon Bay is really good. Um, you know, I've got a chance to listen to it before it hit the the streets, and I highly recommend picking it up. It's really good. It's very atmospheric. Uh, it, it flows super well. It has like, you know, your it has a main theme, then it has the themes for the people, and then you get some driving like chase songs, and then like this mm-hmm. almost industrial sounding uh, final act song. Yeah, and it it, uh, it reminded me a lot of uh, Spindrift Legends of God's Gun. Yeah, which is another album that's very similar to that, and the fact that it's a soundtrack to a movie that doesn't exist. Yeah, where by the end of it, you felt like you experienced. A horror movie. The movie, even though you just listen to the music. Which, I mean... It's very good. Mm-hmm. I, I've I heard a little bit of it when I walked mm-hmm. in, and it sounds really good. Which you need to listen Not. to the rest of it? I'm going to. Yeah. Also, speaking of music, I'm very pumped right now. Cannibal Corpse. Cannibal Corpse has a new album coming out. I'm pretty stoked about that, too. First time in like And uh, today, uh, the new Mastodon EP I dropped. I to it. You like it? I liked it. Oh, it was really good. It's really good, yeah. <laughs> so all kinds of good music. You got Rain Architect, Killer Monsoon mm-hmm. Bay. You got Mastodon. You got um, Post Malone's dropping new stuff. Oh yeah. Also, like it's good time to be a music fan. Also, if you're if you're into like the like real heavy metal scene, look out because soon ho- uh, there's been rumors of a brand new Pig Destroyer album. Ooh, the first well, first one in, like over like four or five years. That's exciting. I can't. I can't wait for it. I know. Pig Destroyer is probably my favorite of like the real hardcore hardcore yeah. metal. Um, but yeah, I was in Horrorhound. Got to hang out with Jason. Hung out with Jerry. Also, I got my driver's permit. That's true. You did. Finally. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but Horrorhound was a lot of fun. Yeah. Got to see uh, Cat Sick Blues, and which which we will for sure be covering that on the podcast in the future. You told me a little bit about it, and I'm stoked to watch that. Also, last night I went and seen the brand new It. Ooh, yeah. That happened while we weren't do- while we weren't doing the show. I liked it. I didn't love it. I heard like this movie. It, it's been kind of a phenomenon. Yeah, it is the highest grossing horror film, except for I don't know it like it. I don't know if they adjusted the grosses or not because ticket prices are so much more yeah expensive than they were back in the day. But as of right now, it is the highest grossing horror film of all time. Wow. Which is pretty damn impressive. Yeah. Um, it is a really good movie. Um, I had some problem with the CG. That, and yeah. I had such huge expectations for it, because I love the book. 
Yeah. That um, yeah, I was a little let down, but I think that was more me than it was the movie itself. I heard there was a lot of weird things in the movie, like some like green screen stuff, bad CG stuff. That's my thing about CG. If if you're not if it's not gonna look good, then just don't do just it. Just don't do it, right? Yeah, because in the original it movie, because well, <laughs> well, look, I, I know. Look, I'm not gonna sit here and he say turns into a crab. Oh, it's not good, but <laughs> that's not good. Um, with the the sewer scene. He he, I mean yeah he shows his teeth and whatnot right, mm-hmm. but it looks so ridiculous. In this I movie. loved the the Georgie scene in this one. Yeah, but the teeth I heard looked horrible. Yeah, that that wasn't that bad. Honestly, there's way, way worse CGI in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, I guess we've talked enough. Yeah. But basically, what we want to say is, as of right now. We're going back to our regular... That regular. Word, thank you. That word's always gave me... Problems. Problems. I don't know why. I can't say the word permanent marker. I just permanent said Permanent marker. Reg, mm, regular. 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 Scheduled. Um, schedule. <laughs> Where every other week, bi-weekly, we'll be yeah. putting out episodes. We just had a lot going on in both of our lives. A lot of... Of awesome stuff and some not so good stuff, and you know work and school and yes. all that goodness. Um, so I'm out of drink. I yeah, there's not a lot of tea left. <laughs> um, guess time to get into the documentaries. Ooh, see if I burn myself. <laughs> so first of all, um, I love documentaries. Hot as hell. <laughs> I got choked on it. <laughs> Shot into my throat. <laughs> Shot through the throat <laughs> with a cup of coffee. Oh, I got to run around a little bit. Um, I'm a huge documentary fan. I am too. It's one of my absolute favorite <laughs> genres of film. I thought we got over the wheezy demon. <laughs> wheezy was back. <laughs> uh, it's absolutely one of my <laughs> one of my favorite shots. Uh, We're gonna take uh, a break. Are you all right? You gonna make it? I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Well, my favorite genre is a film. I could watch a documentary on almost anything and find enjoyment in it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> do you care if I bring up a little bit of a story right quick? What? Okay. Around a year or two ago, a documentary series came out called Making a Murderer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. I made a yeah. fool out of myself. A little series called Making a Murderer that nobody's heard about. <laughs> I, I forgot about it. <laughs> I know you guys talked about it in the past. I, I just wasn't thinking. I was like... I've been wanting to start this show called Making a Murderer. <laughs> and we're all like, uh, yeah, we've, we we've know, all watched it. We know what Making a Murderer is. <laughs> and I was like, Ooh. everybody on this planet Earth knows what Making a Murderer is. Well, I don't know about everybody, but. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody watched that show. It was a phenomenon. There's also an- another show out now. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Confession Tapes. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that, though. I haven't um, seen it. Or Making a Murderer, so. But, yeah, documentaries are just, they're awesome. I love yes. documentaries. But it's even more better when it's a subject matter that I care about yes. and give a shit about. Um, so Here we've got, in a, in a weird way, they kind of loop together. There, there is a theme of, like, I government, don't know, government incompetency, I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Because we'll, we'll just get, we'll into, get into it. We'll get into it, yeah. Okay. Um, also, in this episode... I feel like it's best if we just talk about the movies in detail. 
So yeah, there will be minor spoilers, but they're also documentaries, which means a simple search of the subject matter will yeah. get you all the information. I mean, out there. I mean, it's, yeah. If 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 you're wanting to watch the movie, to watch it first and then come back and listen. Yeah, which I kind of recommend that always. Yes. And none of these are hard to get. I mean, no. Um, so the first one is from 1981. Yeah. Very old. And very shocking. Um, I had never heard of this movie before. I haven't either. Severn put it out this year. Um, I picked it up. Almost didn't pick it up. Really? I, w- I was buying, I was going to buy a copy of Dark Harvest. Dark Harvest? Which is a uh, shot on video uh, slasher about a scarecrow. That sounds awesome. I did get it. I ended up ordering it when I got back. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you've been on a tear recently with I know. DVDs, man. I know. I bought so many DVDs of Horror Hound, it ain't even funny. Like, when it comes to serial killers, like, on the the last podcast on the left, they they, they talk about, they go through these, like... These, berserk like, modes. <laughs> berserk modes. J- John went on a berserk mode with DVDs. I did. <laughs> like, um, over, like, 20. But anyway, let's get to the movie. Yeah, Sorry. um, so I never heard of it, and I bought Murderlust, which is another shot on video movie. Yeah. And they're like, we got, you know, three for 50. Mm-hmm. I'd already done it once. I already bought three movies. I was like, shit, why not? <laughs> you know, three for 50 is a good deal because that's basically buy two, get one free. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Blu-rays are only about $25. So I got Murderlust, Barrel Ground, and I needed one more, and I grabbed The Killing of America. And I was like, oh, we could, because I know we was kind of looking for a substitute for The Bridge. Yeah. So just can't find it right now. So I was like, this could, we could might do this, you know. So I grabbed it, and lo and behold, I'm very happy that I grabbed it. It, this is a little bit of a hidden gem here. It is very much. This is the first time this film has ever been released on DVD, Blu-ray, VHS, or even aired on television in the United States of America. Why? I don't know. It was made pretty much exclusively for the Japanese market, Mm. just like Faces of Death, which is the genre of film that this one comes from, and this is 1981's shockumentary, The Killing of America. Also, I hate, I hate to keep, keep keep cutting off the thing, but a little bit of disclaimer, one one day down the road, we will cover the act of killing and... The bridge, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just, the circumstances right now are not great to get it and watch it, Yeah. so we'll, we'll get around to it. But Anyway, The Killing of America. The Killing of America. What is The Killing of America? The Killing of America is a documentary... About the rising crime rate of the United States of America. Yes. And it breaks it down into different kinds. Like you have your political assassinations. You have your spree killings. You have your serial killers. You have your random crimes. You have your kidnappings, you know. Mm -hmm. And each one of these um, builds and builds and builds until the very end of the film. Where, you know, there really is no... Closure, really, because, the, you know... It, it, it kind of leaves you with this sense of, like, hopelessness, in a way. In a way, yeah. And it's crazy, this movie, in a lot of, sen- in a lot of sense, applies to day more than it did back then. It really does, yeah. Like, the crime rate just continues to go. Because this film kind of goes back and starts with uh, John F. Kennedy. Yes. The John F. Kennedy assassination. Oh, my God. Which is, a you know, footage I had seen multiple times, because anytime you watch any... Documentary on political, Lord, a lot of times you'll end up seeing the JFK assassination footage. However, I'd never seen it as close up as they showed it in this one. 
And it's crazy. It is absolutely horrible. Like, it is violently brutal. And, you know, no wonder there's so many conspiracies because if it is believed that Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald, yeah. F him, shot Kennedy from the back, yeah, the, the shot that hits him in the face seems to get him from the front. From the front. Like, for the longest time, when people were talking about, like, oh, there was two shooters, I was like, Pfft. Right. Yes. But th- after seeing this, and, and, like, seeing it up close, it makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely, like, room for a uh, conspiracy theory there. But it it tries to, the documentary, which is one thing I disagree with with the documentary, yeah. is that it tries to pinpoint the beginning of the rising violence in the United States with the JFK assassination. Kind of as the linchpin of all of this chaos to come. Yeah. Don't necessarily agree with that because I mean the United States was built upon violence. That is you true. know, the very first uh tag the very first instance of chemical warfare was the the new Americans giving <laughs> the American Indians blankets covered in smallpox. Yeah, that's horrible. You know? Um, <laughs> so I feel like you know I don't necessarily feel like that is truth, but it is a good place for the documentary to begin. I mean also Back, he had the thing about like the gangsters back in like oh the the prohibitionary yeah it that stuff's crazy absolutely yeah I mean the the Saint Valentine is it the Saint Valentine's Saint Valentine's massacre yeah. yeah photos from that are rough too yeah so to depend just try to pinpoint it at one part is impossible however yeah. you know I understand where they're coming from because you kind of need a place for your movie to begin yeah, you can't just start from the beginning of Tom yeah <laughs> it would be real tough to like. <laughs> In the beginning, <laughs> you know, humanity is found was founded upon violence, pretty much. It really is, yeah. But let's get on with. The um, so you know, from there you get into your first segment, your section, which is political assassinations, which, you know, most of this stuff I had heard of, known of, mm. um, but very interesting stuff as well, because like, you know, it, the thing that I find most interesting, and we're not a political podcast, so I don't really want to get into like politics. Yeah. But like when you watch the the footage of the JFK assassination and the aftermath, there was a lot more respect shown to mm-hmm. the president of the United States than there is in the modern era. And I'm not just talking about Donald Trump, I'm talking about from like Carter on, you know. Yeah. Because every president from then forward was criticized like a yeah. lot. And you know, like and I think Kennedy was criticized and he had his detractors, but there still was a respect shown towards the president, which yeah. was really interesting to see. And what I also found uh, immensely interesting was how close these people were able to get. Because, mm. like, you see, like, the Reagan assassination attempt. I didn't even see the gunman until the camera pointed it out. Yeah, it's crazy. How close? I thought he was, like, far farther away. Yeah. Instead, he's he's right there. Like, he just, yeah, the gun, like, it circles it. Same thing with the George Wallace one. Oh, my Like, God. I was like, where did he shoot him from? Where did he get him, you know? And then you see it. He just comes up straight out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. The sure hand, sure uh, That's the most fascinating one in this section yeah. to me, is the assassination of Kennedy's brother, Robert Kennedy. Such a shame. Sure hand, sure hand, the man who assassinated him, is insane. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, that interview is, like, immensely disturbing. He He thought that if he killed Kennedy, that it would save a country. Pretty much. Did, did he not say that? Yeah. It, oh. Um. So odd. The one thing about this movie I love the most is that atmospheric synth music mm-hmm. combined with the uh, monotone narrator. 
also really dig the music they add into it. Yeah. Uh, creates like a real atmospheric watch. Mm-hmm. Almost like I watched the interview with one of the guys, like, like a, a Mondo expert. And he mm-hmm. called it almost hypnotic. And I agree with that because the, the, you know, the, the narrator's like, in every five minutes in America, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, it creates this like, you're just into it. You're just watching it and like, Living mm-hmm. it, and it's really fascinating stuff. Really, one of my favorite parts. I, I, I love, I love that. Like, I love the mon, the, when the way he's talking in the monotone voice, and it just like, it draws you in. I didn't get a, a ton of notes on this because I was just drawn into the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, um, one of my favorite parts of the entire movie is when they talk about the '60s and Vietnam, like the '70s in Vietnam, mm. and they have uh, Buffalo Buffalo Springfield. Springfield. Yeah, oh, that song's so good. Battle lines being drawn. That is a good song. <laughs> I like that part too a lot, and uh, and boring. it was interesting to like watch like you know these hippies battling these like these <laughs> like these construction workers and these cops combined yeah. with the footage of Vietnam and being like there was almost like a war being fought uh, on home. Yeah, as well. yeah, exactly. You know, and the uh, you know it's pretty crazy stuff, really. And the footage in this movie is. Astonishing. It is astonishing. Like the their ability, like the director, which I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down. Um, yeah, sure. He doesn't take a lot of credit for the film, as far as like the story and stuff. Yeah, he gives a lot of credit to the writer, who is actually the guy who interviewed Ed Kemper, which we'll get to at the end. Oh of the movie. wow, really? Yeah. Um, because he, he's like, I didn't shoot a lot of stuff for the movie. You know, we shot some stuff, but a lot of the stuff we shot. You know, a lot of stuff was archived, but he was the guy who would go into the archives and find all this footage. Yeah. And, like, the footage he found is... Crazy. It's really good. I mean, like, this is the kind of movie, like, it's a shockumentary. So mm. it's designed to be shocking. But this one is... It's better than your normal one, because it's not just there to be disturbing and, like, ooh, here's someone dying. It has a message and a story, and it's trying to get forward, a, mm. you know, a theme and an idea. And I preferred that over your most of your shockumentaries, and... You know, this has become one of my absolute favorite shockumentaries I've ever seen. I, I, it's almost to the point where it's less of a shockumentary and it's just a straight-up documentary. Yeah. Because, th- of course, there's a lot of violence in this movie. <laughs> there's real death everywhere. <laughs> but, at the same time, there's a lot of... You, you get to see the inside of someone's, someone who's uh, done these crimes in mm-hmm. minds. Yeah. Um, you know, like, your section's... And I like the way that it's broken down through themes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you got your sniper section. It's crazy. Which snipers and spree killers, to me, are the scariest. Because the likelihood of you ever running across a serial killer, or you being a serial killer's top, slim. It's not out of the realm of possibility that someone just walks into my store that I work at and just blasts it away. Yeah, um, this, this is on the same topic of this. There was uh, my first year at Frightmare, okay? A guy came in, thank God it was fake. Someone came in with a fake gun, and he had, like, had took the, the, the top of it off and whatnot, so it, it looked real. Right. He was like, if anyone comes out, I'm shooting them. <laughs> and no one, no one jumped out. Except for the Brave Chainsaw guys, they came out and they tackled his ass <laughs> to the ground. They kept tossing the ground, sort of beating the shit out of him. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Like spree killings are, I mean, they're just random. Yeah, and that that's what makes them the most scary. And it was really interesting to see uh, the one detective 
walking through um, the DC sniper, mm-hmm. like step by step what he did and how they caught him and stuff like that. That stuff was really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's everything about this movie is just it's crazy. Yeah, it was fascinating. Like the Jim Jones stuff was very interesting too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of footage I'd never seen before. I mean, there's a lot of footage in this movie I'd never seen before. Yeah, the kidnapping stuff. Yeah, two in particular, like the two scenes to me were both in the kidnapping one that I found the most like like oh, stark one? and like the kidnapping section. Oh yeah. Or the hostage situation, if you will. <laughs> with the gun. Well, we'll the get show. to that. Okay. The first one was this guy who uh, held this television station as a hostage. Oh, my and, God. And, like, broadcasted his, like, his intents. And that stuff was, like, crazy. Like, that this happened and was on local television. And if you were in that area, you sit there and you watch this guy talk about how he was going to bore, you know, barricade himself into this television station and wait for the cops to come. And he was going to shoot it out with them until he was dead. Jesus. You know, could you imagine, like, sitting there at home and watching this on the news? Yeah. Probably good ratings. (laughs) There were pieces of footage that I was surprised that didn't show up, because they did have a section on about suicide. This small section on suicide. Yeah, very small. I'm surprised they didn't bring up the Bud Dwyer incident, because they was around the same time. Yeah, I was kind of glad they didn't go that route, because the the small section of suicide... Didn't seem to me doesn't fit what this movie was trying to get at. Yeah, that crossed the line into just pure shockumentary. I mean, yeah, where there really wasn't a purpose for what you were seeing. You know what I mean? It wasn't trying to inform. I mean, it's true, but I, 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 th- I still thought it was interesting. Yeah, but they don't really even touch on it. They just showed the clips and then it's on to the next thing. I mean. We, we didn't say this is the most, like, well-organized documentary ever. But like. that's the thing. It's like, I think other than that, it really is. Yeah. You know, it's a well-pieced together, well-told documentary on, you know, violence. So, something else about the movie that really blow, blows my mind was the, gu- the gun rate scene. Where they're talking about how many guns were being sold. Yeah. That there were so many guns. Like, everyone back then had a gun. Yeah. They had... There were so many guns in the just the public that it outdone the military and the police force. Yeah. Which is insane. That is insane. However, that was another problem I had with the documentary. Yeah. Where it did kind of push this anti-gun agenda pretty hardcore. Mm. And I'm not pro-gun or anti-gun. I don't care either way. If you're a safe, responsible adult, you can do what you want to do. If you're a psychopath... And you you shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. But goddamn place, and you're not allowed to have a gun. Exactly. But the the movie at several points kind of talked about like no wonder America is becoming so violent when the gun sales are skyrocketing. And it's <laughs> yeah. like I don't know about all that, but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Like let's let's keep this on let's keep this movie on track here. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's just talk about what we're getting into. Here. Yeah, that was the two parts of the movie that I did kind of find to be a little more. It was so fascinating to me. Though. It was interesting. Yeah. Um. I really enjoyed uh, the one. There's a there's just a few scenes in the movie that are just so stark. You know what I mean? That are just like visually like not good because it's you know of course yeah. real death, but it's just interesting. One is this guy who claimed to be from outer space. Oh my god! And he's he's shooting people on the sidewalk, and these cops have him at gunpoint, and they're like, "Drop the gun!" And he's just standing there. 
He just looks at him. Like, no emotion. He's got these sunglasses on. He's just holding this gun. He's just waiting. And this is the very first thing they open with. Too. Yeah, but then you see it in its whole entirety as the scene goes along. <laughs> the guy had balls. He did. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give him credit for what he did because that's yeah. very horrible. And there's, like, there's a good debate there, too, because like he shifts his leg yeah. and they blow him away. <laughs> and it's like, was that justified or was that, uh, did they pull the trigger too quick? You know what I mean? Which is definitely interesting. Yeah, because in the documentary, they're like, oh, he was masking the fact that he was turning the gun towards them. I didn't really see that. I mean, this guy had to be taken down. He'd already killed, yeah. uh, you know, people. He had to be taken down one way or another. Um, but it is interesting to be like, did they get a little flinchy? You know what I mean? Yeah. Was he was he killed when he could have been arrested? Yeah. It's interesting stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. That one is like really interesting. The uh, of course, like I said, the news station one to me was just like wow. My, I got to you go for it. <laughs> okay. It's not necessarily funny in the sense that it, it is funny. It's funny. It's, it's not funny, but it is funny. It's <laughs> this guy, and he has this gun pointing to the back of this guy's head. But I, uh, I found out, like, I, I didn't even see it until you mentioned it to me. Yeah. There was two, like, wires wrapped around both their necks. Yeah, one is on his neck t- attached to the gun, and, and the, the other, other one, one is on his neck attached to the trigger. So if they try to grab him or shoot him or anything, yeah, if he jerks, it's gonna pull the trigger and blow the guy's head off. <laughs> yeah, but this this guy, he's just cussing everyone out inside. He, he's like, "This goddamn motherfucker!" <laughs> he, the guy that is being held hostage, is a banker. Yeah, and uh, he is a guy that owned uh, a bar, and he was wanting a loan to expand his business and was denied. And he was absolutely livid that he got denied, so he went and kidnapped the dude. <laughs> and, and did this. And, like, held this press conference where he's just, like. With the, with the guy. Yeah. Where he's just yelling and cussing and telling the government that they're pieces of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> Which, in a lot of sense, like, again, I hate to get very political because this is not a political podcast. In a lot of sense, it's kind of true. Yeah. He, this guy's insane, though. Uh, he, is, he, is he, was insane. In, he actually was ended up, like, not. Uh, convicted due to insanity and he went to the mental institution. <laughs> Which is, again, very fascinating. Yeah. Um, the most interesting to me section of the movie is just because it's the subject matter that I'm the most interested in. Serial killers. Serial killers. I thought they could have talked a little more, little more about it. Yeah, but I was also glad they didn't at the same time yeah. because like, there's so many. Just I mean, not at the time there really was it, but you know, you, there's all kinds of information on serial killers nowadays. I mean, there's an entire documentary series that we can cover about serial killers, and you own it. Yeah, it's just not that great of a series. No, it's not. But, <laughs> but, and uh, the most interesting ones to me were the were the were not the heavy heavy hitters. It wasn't your Mansons. It wasn't your but the Bundy stuff was great yeah. because there was a lot of footage of that I'd never seen yeah, before. Yeah, seen the footage of that. Um, was Dean Coral and Dean Coral and Ed, Man. and Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper is a serial killer, which. If you listen to the last podcast and left, then you probably have, you probably heard of him. Yeah. Or if if you're which really if you, into which if you're into this kind of stuff, you should go listen to last back last podcast oh, and left because that podcast is amazing. Oh my god, I'll, I'll, I'll try to listen to it like every, at least at least once every week. Right. Mm-hmm. I've listened to every episode a couple times. Wow. <laughs> just I, because I, it's like a documentary, you can go and kind of re-listen to it and just you know. 
And by the way, shout out to Henry Zabrowski. You're funny, sh- bro. <laughs> um, well, they're all funny. Bro. Yeah. The the Dean Coral stuff was fascinating because there was a lot of stuff. A lot of because Dean Coral was killed by Wayne Henley, who was kind of his right hand man. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of footage of Wayne Henley and his family that I had never seen before, and it mm-hmm. was really interesting to kind of like you know to have that look in. Like when he's like he's got his hand in his hands and he's like Dean would pay me to go get the boys, you know. Oh, but but then Ed Kemper, man, Ed Kemper was truly the most interesting, and that was the one where the director and the writer went and did that interview. Like I had seen footage from this before. So yes, like, I had seen the interview before, some of it. Like, I seen the glasses part. Yeah, because. The, the, the prison got him different glasses, and he was like, would you get into a car with a man that looked like this? And he, and he switched the glasses. The glasses. Like, <laughs> just looked at the screen. <laughs> oh, the government's made me a lot more presentable. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're in prison for murdering so many people. Yeah. But that, stuff is, that stuff is really interesting. Just to see the footage. Like, I, I know, of course, I know all about these people. There's not a whole lot you can tell me about them I didn't know already. Yeah. But just to see... You don't, it's not, it's very rare to see footage of these people, you know what I mean? Mm. Like the Bundy courtroom stuff, I hadn't really seen that before. The, the judge talking to Bundy is very fascinating. Yeah, it is. We told him he'd make a great lawyer. <laughs> I, I didn't know there was footage, though. I thought it was just sad. Yeah. And then there's the footage, and it's, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. But as a whole, the killing of America, like, I was in it mm-hmm. from beginning to end. And when it was over, I kind of wanted more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could watch that for another hour. Oh, of course. Because, like, and that's different than most of your shockumentaries, right? Which, to me, there's also a difference between shockumentary and just death tapes. Death tapes is, like, traces traces of death. Where it's like, look at this guy. He's about to get split open. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Like, like, Faces of Death is a shockumentary. Uh, The Mondo Kanes are shockumentaries. Africa Audio and stuff like that. And that's what this is, too, because it's not exploitive in the nature of just showing you death. Mm-hmm. It's trying to actually, like, educate and tell a story. So, even though it was a shockumentary and there was real death in it, and it was, it's a rough watch. Oh, yeah. It's brutal. It's not for the faint of heart. No, man. no. But it's still, it's just so fascinating and well done. And the narrator that's does such a good job that I could just wa- I could watch that for the whole day. Yeah, and just been in it. It was kind. Of, it kind of reminded me of like Gangland back in the day. You oh know? my god, that show's so good. The show is great. <laughs> god, I love that show. I could have just, I could have just sat there and just marathoned a whole, you know, three hours. Oh, I mean, we've done it before though. Like watching something like three hours about something like that. Yeah, Gangland. The gang. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we and you watched Gangland an entire day. Once. Oh my god, yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, Severn dropped this on Blu-ray for the very first time ever, and you know, kudos to them. If you think you can handle it, then pick it up. Absolutely, grab it. It is, it's worth your time for sure. I mean, of course, a lot of stuff in here, you can probably see a lot worse on the internet today. Oh, absolutely. Which, oh, but that's yeah, not the yeah, point yeah. of Killing of America. Yeah, it, it, there's the message behind it is the the violence in America. That that that's the message behind. Yeah, it. to me, that's the di- that's the core difference of death. Sorry. Yeah, if you hear it, we're doing this midday, so if you hear weird noises, we apologize. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay, anyway. That's the difference to me between shockumentaries and death tapes, is what you just said right there. Mm. Is death tapes are just there to Shock. show you 
graphic stuff. Yeah, it's there to shock you and just be like, here, here's some nasty shit. Here's a bunch of dead people. Or this one's like... A shockumentary is there to disturb and shock, Yeah, but also to tell a story. I mean, this one is to shock and disturb you and put its message on you. Just leave like, you with an what? idea, you know what I mean? Leave you thinking, being like, yeah. well, you know... <laughs> it makes you think, well, god dang. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and I love the way it ends, too, with the John Lennon vigil. Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, you're going to hear some weird noises. We're just going to ignore them and keep rolling. <laughs> roll, roll. It leaves with the John Lennon vigil, which is like a, it is like a positive way to end it. Because even though John Lennon is dead, it shows all these people mourning, gathering together yeah. and celebrating instead of yeah, beating the shit and killing each other. <laughs> and... But it also, it's got to get that little little thing in. Mm. As you sit here and watch this movie, at least five people have been shot and killed, you know? Which, to be quite honest with you, that number's probably rose in recent years. It probably has, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the killing of America. I, you know, last thoughts on mm. it before we move on. I highly, highly recommend this. If you, if you again, if you think you can stomach it, because I know a lot of people, they, they can't handle that. Yeah, a lot of people are like, I don't want to watch people die. And I understand that. I don't really either. I mean, I know. I mean, no, no, I don't think anyone really does, except for... Weirdos. Pe- yeah, weirdos. Um, <laughs> people like Traces of Death, which I don't want to call them weirdos. That's harsh. I mean, I I mean your, your friend Phil watched it all the time. Yeah, he did. But he kind of is a weirdo. <laughs> he, he, he's an awesome guy, though. He is. I love Phil, but, you know. I think even he'd be like, yeah, I'm kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, um... Yeah, I agree, man. Like, I went into this knowing nothing about it, having no idea, never even really heard of it until Severn announced they were putting it out, to being like, this is one of my favorite documentaries, documentaries I've ever seen. Like, it's just that good. It's probably definitely my favorite shockumentary, yeah, for sure. Yeah, me too. Because I remember a while back I watched Faces of Death. Which I like Faces of Death. I mean, yeah. But, again... There's not really a message. Though. There's not as much. There's not as much uh, meat on them bones. Yeah. As uh, just the killing of America. There's a lot of meat on these bones, man. Both were uh, funded by Japanese. Oh, Japanese really love those shockumentary death tape <laughs> stuff. Like those things sold real well for Japan. Let <laughs> me tell you what I'm going to say about this movie. Hmm? This movie doesn't even have bones. It's just the meat, boy. It's boneless. <laughs> boneless. <laughs> so, yeah, Killing of America. We both give that one a big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Um, so, now we move on to 2009. Big jump. Big jump. Uh, I have a great story I want to tell about this after we introduce it. <laughs> okay. Um, this one is a documentary about the world's most hardcore, violent, bondage website known as Insects. Yes. And it is called maybe the best name for a documentary ever Graphic Sexual Horror. Which I love that title. It, it is really good. So I had saw the trailer for this through Synapse. Of course on like Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. And I need to, I need to add them. You know going you know going to conventions for as long as I have I've known Jerry Chandler from Synapse for going on 10 years now. My God. Which is crazy. Like I said, like it's to friendship. Be, yeah, to be like, hey, I'm friends with Jerry Chandler from Synapse Films is weird, but every time I go to these cons, we talk and hang Ooh. out, and this time we talked about Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I had seen it, and when I went to this that year's uh, convention, 
immediately went to Jerry and Don May, which I'm I, I'm friends with Don May too. But yeah, Don doesn't do the hasn't been to every con that I've been to. Yes. I've known Jerry, Doctor Jerry longer. Don's a great guy too. Oh, mm-hmm. don't want to leave Don May out. Uh, we were talking about Pokemon Go as well. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, we were playing Pokemon Go together. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah. Um, fascinating. <laughs> but like from the title and from the trailer, I was like, gotta see this movie. So I I went to the immediately went to the Snaps table, was talking to Don and Jerry, and I was like, I gotta have this. It looks awesome. They're like, it is awesome. <laughs> this this movie is awesome. And uh, the director was there. B- wait, Barbara Bell. Okay. And uh, not not PD. <laughs> I was about to say Ooh. Barbara Bell, and she was like, "Would you like me to sign it?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." You know. Yeah, absolutely. And they had a deal going where you got a T-shirt with it. And I was like, I'll never be able to wear this T-shirt anywhere because it's got a woman <laughs> all bondaged up on it. It says graphic sexual horror. <laughs> but you've worn it before. I have. Um, but uh, she signed it and she put, enjoy, question <laughs> mark. <laughs> and then and then uh, Don and Jerry were like, hey, yo. Not, they didn't really say hey, yo. They're, uh, yo. they're not Scott Hall. But they're like, <laughs> this is screening tonight at the mm. convention. If you want to come watch it, and I was like, Psh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, I'll be there. So, I later talked to another friend who we meet through conventions, Joe Garcia, T-shirt Joe from FastCustomShirts.com, oh, wow. oh, yeah, awesome. who is a great guy as well. Highly recommend his stuff. And I had the shirt on because that convention was so hot <laughs> that I had soaked my shirt. Like I was, yeah. I had met um, Scott Reiniger from Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was like, hey, look out, I'm sweaty. And he's like, we're all sweaty. He put his arm around me and he goes, oh, God, you are sweaty. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I had to change shirts. And the only shirt I had with me that I could change into real quick <laughs> was, graphic sexual, was graphic sexual horror. And Joe was like, what is this? And I was like, it's a documentary. I haven't seen it yet, but it sounds awesome. And he was like, cool. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and Joe shows up, and he sits down next to me and uh, Michael Oh yeah. to watch graphic sexual horror. How did Michael handle this? Uh, he liked it. Okay. And at the theater, it's not a theater, it's a screening room. But yeah. Was pretty full. Yeah. Right? And the movie starts. Oh, Jesus. And within the first five minutes, people start bailing. <laughs> like, they are out. Oh, my God. And we're all sitting there, and we're just watching these people go. And then these two old ladies come in, sit down in front of us, stay through the whole thing, and gave it a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to be sixty-seven year old. Loved it. Well, I mean, okay, which was awesome. Me and Joe and Michael were talking about like this was that was crazy. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, that was my experience with the first time I ever seen graphic sexual horror was with a crowd. And let me tell you, it is a crowd movie. Yeah, because some people are gonna they're gonna bail. <laughs> they can't handle it. But, uh, Ooh. yeah. It's definitely a hard watch, though. So, shout out to everybody involved in that story. Joe Garcia, Fast Custom Shirts. Go buy shirts. He's awesome. Oh, no, we're getting the love again. Let Don May Jr. and Jerry Chandler. Love those guys. Synapse Films. They're great. Um, yeah. Where do we begin with this one? I guess we just start with the plot. What is it about? It's about insects, which is a great name. <laughs> <laughs> and in particular, about its creator, P.D., who may be a lunatic. May be a lunatic. Who, from a young age, was interested in bondage. And his love for bondage grew and grew until he became the founder of this website. And uh, unlike your typical bondage, 
stuff, which is gags, chains, this stuff, whips, leather. This stuff is torture. Um. Well, whenever the episode, this episode does come out, uh, the poster is a screen, a screenshot from that movie. Yes. Just the look. Just look at it. Yeah. Just look at it. There's worse. <laughs> There's worse. Like, this stuff is as hardcore and brutal as you can get without watching a snuff film. Yeah. And in particular, they show some of his, like, early Super 8 stuff. It is very It looks like a snuff film. <laughs> it looks like something that BTK would have recorded. Yeah. <laughs> or someone would have recorded. Yeah, it's this documentary follows the rise and eventual fall of uh, insects.com and all of its, you know, inner workings and, you know, some of the controversies and the drama that went along with it. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely different ways to go about this. Yeah. Um, one of those being that F censorship. Yeah, which we'll get to that as we go through the story. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and PD... As a businessman, if you can say that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's something I definitely want to get into. You know, like most, and I'll go out and say it, artists. Yes. Because that's probably a controversial statement. I think a lot of people would look at his stuff and just be like, smut. I mean. Yes. <laughs> there's definitely an art, artistic look into this. Cause when, whenever I see this, I think of like a goddamn Mario and Dora movie. Yeah, there's art to this for sure. Like he meticulously pieces together the scenes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just, let's get a girl, let's tie her up, F her, and <laughs> pay her, and that's it. No, it's not as simple as that. No, this is, this is like, he, you know, he clearly is thinking about this and drawing the, the idea, yeah. and like, is this possible? Can I do this? And then trying it, and, you know, trying to make it perfect, and like, coming up with concepts for shoots, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that that's what's interesting about PD. And like I said, I do believe he's an artist, and like most artists, he's not very good at running a business. Yeah, also with the 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 horror in this movie, the, there's a part where one of the girls talks about being tortured for six hours. Yes, these shoots aren't short. No, these are like live streams. Yeah, they're long. They're, they're not like... Oh, let's shoot for like twenty minutes, and then we'll, we'll take like a piss break and come back. Yeah, you piss yourself if you're working on this. This is definitely NSFW stuff here. Yeah. So don't go searching graphic sexual horror or insects at work. But if you want to get an idea of what we're talking about, because it's really hard to describe why this stuff is so stark and so yeah. different than your normal bondage slave master stuff, just go Google insects. And you'll see. I-N-S-E-X. And you're going to immediately be bombarded with some of the craziest shit you have ever seen. <laughs> like, well, what's the Japanese, like, gore art called? Guro. Is that, isn't, isn't that what this is inspired from? Somewhat, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, he, he was talking about his two inspirations. It was Japanese bondage art, in which some of the stuff probably shouldn't even be possible. Yeah. And serial killers. Serial killers, so yeah. He mentioned BTK, BTK and all them. Like Charles Ng and Leonard Lake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, it is, uh, like I said, like this is not your typical, I know we keep saying that, but yeah. like I think a lot of people when they think bondage, they, they think of just like 
someone's tied up and blindfolded and they're getting whipped this a little is, bit. This is not your Fifty Shades of Grey type shit. This is girls in like tiny cages. This is uh, with their boobs wrapped up in ropes so tight that they're like turning purple. Okay, if you want a good ex- explanation about this, how about a girl completely duct taped to a side of a barn with nothing exposed but two nose holes mm-hmm. and her tits? Yeah, like this stuff is like there. this stuff is like if you are not into really, 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 really hardcore bondage, this stuff is disturbing to look at. Yes, you know what I mean. Like it is like oh, <laughs> holy shit. You know what I mean? It's rough. There's a reason it's called graphic sexual horror, and the you know PD he he isn't like afraid to like ex- embrace that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, there is horror in this. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the reaction he wants. Mm-hmm. Is that? But of course, there's a lot of people that are that. That's what you're into. You yeah. know what I mean? Which you know, as far as that goes, am I into that? No. Do I think it's weird? Yeah. But if I- you're two consenting adults. Or three, or however many consenting adults, yeah, Go and nobody it. is getting permanently hurt. Mm. It's f- fair game, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, some of the stuff in this movie, I would not recommend anyone try. God no, because it's so extreme that if one slip up, you could kill somebody. Yes, like you have to know what you're doing, and. Thankfully, for the most part, PD knows what he's doing. And they do show, like, like they show, what I like most about this documentary is the is uh, if you watch the interview with Barbara Bell on the DVD. I didn't see that. Uh, she knew PD before making this documentary. Oh, really? She had actually worked with, she's not as a model or anything, yeah. but, like, she Director. had, a, she no, she just, she has, like, you know, been on set and knew the people behind and was friends with some of the people behind Insects. Yeah. So it easily could have been a biased pro documentary. But it's not. But it's not. They actually show both sides of it. They do show PD as this, like, concerned, constantly taking care and making sure everyone's okay. Like, mm-hmm. in particular, there's a scene where they're tying up this girl, and she's like, I'm feeling really lightheaded. She's like, you're lightheaded. Sit down. And he's like, what did you eat today? And she's like, I had a granola bar and a banana. And she's like, it's five o'clock, we need to go eat. Yeah. You know, and he shuts the shoot down and go. they go eat. You know, he's really taking care of her, making sure she's okay. Yeah. And, like, even during the most brutal stuff, he's like, are you okay? Are you just acting? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to make sure that, you know. That they, they're okay. They're safe. You know what I mean? At the same time, there's some there is some stuff he does that's a little rough. There are at points of time where I feel he does cross the line, and they show that. Like, there's at one point, there's this girl, she's in one of those small cages, and they're dipping her in water, and she's terrified. Yeah. And he just keeps doing it over and over again. And there's that one point in that scene where I feel like he cuts her off when she's trying to use the safe word. Yeah. And I feel like that is kind of crossing the line. And they also show the p- some points that were, like, he kind of gets in the heat of the moment, and he doesn't even obey his own rules, like when he smacks the girl. Yeah, and he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. But at the same time... Look, I understand that she did not want that done, but you're on a, an extreme BDSM yeah. shoot. You're, you're, I don't know what you were. Expecting. Your nipples are going to be pierced. Your genitals are going to be pierced. You're yeah. gonna, you know, you're going to be tied Ugh. into the craziest positions humanly possible. Like there was a pic. There was a picture that was shown of 
someone being literally being folded over like a napkin. Mm-hmm. And it's in tied like that for I don't know how long, but it's it's crazy stuff. And like I said, they show PD as this caring guy who's like he wants to take care of his models and his business. But they also show the aspect of him where you know he kind of got out of control a little bit and like started propositioning the girls for you know extra money, extra money to work with him off camera. You know, yeah, and even he is like, that was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done that. I was exploiting them, you know, which, you know, is big of him to be able to admit, mm-hmm. but I also feel at times he doesn't want to take the blame for some of the things. Yeah, like the, 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 the tank, which scene. is my favorite scene in the movie when the guy who does all of his metal work, his name is KGB, which I thought was funny. KGB. And him are arguing about <laughs> whose fault it was that this water tank busted. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, also the scene where he smacks the girl, too, you know, he doesn't want to. You know, she, you know, he crossed the line. He's the most mm-hmm. in the wrong in that scene because she had a heart out that she was like, I don't want to do this. You can do whatever. Just don't hit me in the face. Yeah. And he crossed the line. Mm-hmm. However, she wants that money and doesn't want to say she's done, even though she's pissed off. So you got basically these two arguing like a bunch of kids, <laughs> when it should be easier to, you know, it should be one way or the other. It should be like... And it's all live, too. He should be like... He's not going to say sorry. He just ain't no. going to do it. He's just going to be like, well, all right, you win this heel. Which is his way of being like, you're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so am I the only one who, who thinks he kind of looks a little bit like R.L. Stein? I mean, yeah, that was a weird comparison. I did not see that at all. The hair. classes. <laughs> Um, anyway, but at the same time, you know, they show him as an artist. Yeah. They show him as a smut peddler. You have girls talk about how they love to work with him because he cared and, you know, he was giving experiences that, you know, nobody would ever forget. And there's the one girl who's like, I felt I was never in control. That she felt like she was raped by the production. Yeah. I mean, you can take either side of the story. Yeah, and that's what's so good about this documentary is that it does not... Even, like, it shows it for what it was. Yeah. Which was this, like, legit scary, mm-hmm. but also safe work environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, everyone in the movie con- consented. Consented. There was nobody in the movie that did not consent. And he would stop if they wanted to stop. But they had to really want to stop. Yeah. You can't say stop, don't do that, because that's not... Yeah, that, that's kind of protocol for, to keep going. Yeah. But. And some of the girls enjoyed what they did. Yeah, a lot of them enjoyed it. And some of them just did it for the money. And there was one girl, she was mentioned, like, I only did it to get get through college. Right. And I was like, that's kind of sad. It is kind of sad, but, you know. Um, that is, you know, that's life. Like, also, the vision, before we get to, like, the ending... The visuals yeah, in this movie. we definitely got to talk about the visuals because yeah. we've been talking a lot about like the semantics of it, Yeah, which is interesting because we're talking about this movie that has some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the ones that stuck out in my mind is they have this girl chained to this post out in the snow. Out in the snow with this like wood gag. <sighs> and she's like drooling and shit. And it, it's stark. It's like, like I said, that's what, is it pornography? Yes. But is there also art to it? I would say yes. Yeah. Personally, I'm. You know, some people are gonna be like, no, ew. 
That's not art. <laughs> but again, that's such a subjective thing. Like, what do you consider art? Exactly. Is art to you a drawing, or is art to you whatever you make of it? It is porno. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, they don't show a lot of the the dirtier aspects of it. A lot of it, I've seen a lot of stuff that was actually censored. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, the graphic stuff was censored. Yeah. Censored. But, I mean, like, there is, like, not in the movie. They don't never, basically because I feel like they wanted this to play. Yeah. And if you start showing penetration and things like that, you start losing markets. Yeah. So that's why they censor that kind of stuff. But there is stuff like penetration. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, you know, they they do kind of get into it a little bit to show that like there's probably a little little darker side of it where like the one girl is like chained up and then there's, there's this girl who's like her head is like stuck in this like block underneath the girl and yeah. he's like if you got any pee in you you better start letting it go and you're like ooh <laughs> you know like yeah. like shit can get pretty heavy down here pretty quick you know what I mean it's, it, uh, also it, also like, the one girl she uh. She brought PD home to her parents, and mm-hmm. and then her parents were so amazed by how immature he was, was. Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. Yeah, um, PD. I mean, like, I do feel like there is art in what he does. Yes, it is pornography. Yes, I mean, the one guy in the movie mentions it very early on. It is one hundred percent designed for people to get the rocks off to. Yes, which is you know. To us who are not into that kind of fish, disturbing. <laughs> for people, me, for me and you, our penis retracts into our bodies. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but to some people, that's what they they're into, and that doesn't. They're not necessarily bad people. No, or freaks. You I'm know, not saying that all of them aren't. aren't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, the visuals. Let's get back to the visuals. Um. That one's really good. That whole ending montage where there's like this opera song being played. Oh my god! Over like some of his like most extreme pieces. Yeah. And like that whole segment is just like it's jaw dropping. The whole movie—that's how I would describe this movie. Jaw dropping. The visuals in this movie are jaw dropping, which they don't focus on that a whole lot, which you would kind of be surprised by. Yeah. A lot of it is interviews with everybody. Yeah, but then they'll show a piece of the footage. And it's like, whew, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, holy shit. And also the girl, she's, like, suspended between these, like, two wooden, like, just, like, this weird, like, st- structure. Mm-hmm. Her legs are kind of, like, spread across, like, almost to the point where, like, it's so weird. Like, it's, like, a split even farther. Yeah. And it looks so painful. I mean, though this is pornography, right? Yeah. These images are out of, like, horror movies. Yeah. Like, the most, like... Like, some of the most, like, disturbing horror movies you've ever seen, like, they are very similar to the imagery of this. Yeah. And they're designed to be that way. It's designed to look like a dungeon. It's designed to be scary. That's part of the thrill of for these people, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not, not just to say that, no, like, the girls are the only ones that get tortured because PD got involved himself. Oh, my God, yeah. That was the worst scene for me. Yeah, it was rough. When he tucked his balls up underneath him, I'm like, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was rough. But uh, yeah, those you know, to me, it's hard to describe because I don't feel like you can like do it justice. Like you have, you to, have to watch it. You have to watch it if you want to know what we're talking about. Like I said, don't do this in front of anybody or at work. <laughs> Insects dot com. Yeah, just type that in and go to Google Image Search, and you'll see 
like what we're talking about. <laughs> they're just, they're, it's just it, the only way I can to, to explain it to you, like the visuals, it's disturbing mm-hmm. and straight crazy, 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 crazy shit, man. But uh, to get to the end, touch on the ending just a little bit. Ugh. Basically, this what pisses me off. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. So, um, should we pause and? No, because like I said, like I feel like you can find this information pretty. Okay, that's the thing about documentaries. You know what I mean? You can only do them so much justice. Yeah. You still kind of have to watch them to get the experience. You can mm-hmm. learn the information, but you have to watch it. Yeah. Um. Basically, the government started really cracking down on hardcore violent pornography. They started claiming that uh, it was used for funding money for the te- for terrorism. Yeah. And uh, basically what they did is they went to the credit card companies and got them to stop supporting these websites. Okay. First off, that's bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, regardless of if it's your fetish or not, that is 100% bullshit. Look, I think, in my in my opinion, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, Sorry. piss anybody <laughs> off or anything. I think this shit's weird. It's very weird. But do I think it should be illegal? No. No. As this long is in the the First Amendment. Yeah. This is freedom of press. This is freedom, freedom of speech. Yeah. As long as it's two... Oh, my God. It's okay. As long as it's two consenting adults. They have yeah. to be over the age of 18. They cannot be any minors involved. Yes. That's your first stipulation. Is that the case? Yes. That was always the case. Yeah. Was anybody getting permanently hurt to the point that it's going to, like, it's not what they agreed to? No. No. That wasn't happening. Um, I mean, is it violent? Yes. Was anyone dying? No. No. Were the people getting paid? Yes. Then it should not be on the government to regulate that. And that's what makes this then this movie infuriating. If criminal activity is involved, then yes, you can crack down on it. Sorry. You just got to ignore it. <laughs> Sorry. They're going to do this for a while probably, but <laughs> we'll just keep going. Yeah, if you hear if you hear weird sounds, that's Matt's brother. <laughs> Pisses me off. Um, he's leaving now. Thank God. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I feel like we've tackled that enough. <laughs> just go away. <laughs> God. Um. um <laughs> just piss off. <laughs> I All feel right. like we've tackled. You know, give your final thoughts on uh, graphic sexual horror. A definitely interesting watch. Very good documentary, I'd say. I again with Killing America, I don't recommend it unless you don't think you can stomach it. Yeah, if you if the ideal of not just violence towards women, but like rough stuff, yes, it bothers you, then I would not recommend. Yeah, stay away. away from it. But if it's something that you like, maybe you're not like into like us. It's like I'm not sexually attracted to that, but I'm interested to see what it is. Yeah, this is a good way to do it. And with that, but yeah, graphic sexual horror. Synapse film still has that DVD out. Go pick it up. Yes. Well, we talked about the killing of America, which I wouldn't say is depressing necessarily. No, I'd say it's a little more scary. There's some stuff that's like bumming, but yeah, this movie then is kind of bumming because these people's livelihoods got took away from them mm-hmm. pretty much, but. The visuals are disturbing. Yeah, and some a lot of people were having fun with it. Mm. 
Now, time let's, to get real sad. <laughs> it's time to get, get just get your tissue boxes ready, guys. This is Dear Zachary. A letter to a son about his father or from his father? About his father. About his father. All right. So this is a pretty infamous documentary that really started getting like uh, getting gathering gathering attention when it hit Netflix. Yes, um, I'd heard about it for a very long time with a lot of people being like, "Oh, it's the most disturbing documentary ever." People would just been like, "Well, it's not disturbing; it's just really Sad. depressing." Um, and it's kind of both, but it also has like a an interesting message to it that um, normally I would not be for. Yeah. With documentaries, but th- and we'll get into it. But this thing, this, this this movie does some things that in any other documentary would make me dislike it. Yeah, but works for this one, and we'll get into that. Um, but I guess get into the story of what Dear Zachary is. Do you want to do it? Do you want me to do it? Well, uh, just explain how sad this movie is. When it comes to a lot of movies, I I, I don't really get emotional about them. Mm. Like you know. It, that's, it might be sad or whatnot, but oh well. First time I watched this movie, this movie had me goddamn bawling my eyes out. I, it didn't have me bawling. I teared up a few times, but uh, I can't even say that, though, because Toy Story 3. Yeah. And oddly enough, the uh, the movie Nebraska Yeah. with uh, Bruce Dern, that movie like ruined me for some reason. I mean, the, the, the movie's emotional. Yeah, but it's not necessarily sad. Yeah. But um, maybe it was happy tears, John. No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so what is the plot of Zachary? Basically, it's about this guy named Andrew. And how the justice system is effed. Well, yeah. but We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, Andrew is this guy from California who him and his friends, in particular the guy who is making the movie, used to make movies together, and uh, he went on to go to medical school, and, you know, he was living his life. And abruptly, out of nowhere, yeah, this woman, he meets this woman, who ends up murdering him. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, during the trial, we find out that she is pregnant with Andrew's child, and the rest of the film is kind of a back and forth battle between the grandparents and her for custody of the child. But the main the main plot of the documentary is the director is building, he's telling the story of what happened to Andrew, but he's also telling who he was Yeah. to present to the child. And by watching this, Andrew seems like a, a great guy. He seems like a great guy. It's going to be extremely biased, though, because the guy's making yeah, him his best I mean, friend. Of course. Um, I, I guess, like, where this movie kind of strikes home is... I know it probably strikes home with both of us because it's like, what if this happened to one of your friends? Oh, absolutely, right? Yeah, because I know you and your friends used to make movies all the time. We still do. Yeah, you guys still do. <laughs> like, imagine if this happened to one of your friends. Yeah, it'd be devastating. And in the justice system would not do anything about it. Yeah, but... It, uh, it, mm. We'll get into it. We, God, we gotta, dang it. we got to get into this movie. Into oh, God, the, well, I'm already mad just thinking about it. Um... The first thing in the documentary for me that I was a little turned off of at first was how much of a role the director plays in it. Yeah. Normally for me, that is something I do not like in my documentaries. I like the documentaries to tell the story, not the director tell the story. Yeah. To me, that's a sign of bad filmmaking if you tell the story. But of course, this 
But th- it works in this as an exception because he doesn't play... He plays an important character, but it's a documentary for himself about his friend. Yes. So I feel like it works in this case, where in some of the other stuff it doesn't, because he's not trying to put the attention onto himself. He's trying to get closure. He's as much part of this story as everyone, as else. everyone else is. So it works in this, where, like, let's take, for example, Michael Moore. Ugh. I can't stand that guy's documentaries, because he, he is the documentary. Yeah. He tells the story, not the story. You know what I mean? What a piece of shit. I hate that guy, but <laughs> that's beside the point. It's not because I'm a right winger or anything, it's just because I think he makes shitty documentaries. But, no. Oh, just thinking about it makes me so mad. <laughs> God dang it. Um, We differ a little bit in this movie, I feel yes. like. Yes. I feel like you really, really, really like this documentary. Yes, I do. And I think it is a. Um, not badly made documentary. I think it's a well-made documentary, but it's an okay documentary about a very interesting subject. Yeah. And I think that's what ultimately saves it. Mm-hmm. Because there's things in it that were done that I feel like were kind of handled badly. I don't want to say amateurish. That's the first word that comes to my mind, but I feel like it's handled badly. First of all, mm-hmm. is the score. Uh, the use of the music, I, I do not like at all. Uh, I feel like there was miscues a ton where yeah. like certain music would play that did not match the tone. Um, also there's a moments in the documentary where the guy animates people's mouths. And I know you were like, he was doing that to mock the characters. Well, no, they're not characters. They're people. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. To mock the people. But even then it still feels completely out of place in this dead serious documentary. It, it felt like Monty Python out of yeah. nowhere. And the another thing that really bothers me about this movie, I feel like the volume control is a little odd. Yeah. Because I was trying to watch this, and there's a lot of times I found myself having to turn the TV down because how loud it was. Mm-hmm. Especially close to the end, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But they also, they're using a lot of home footage, you know, home video yeah. footage, and sometimes it is hard to... Well, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree it's with that. really loud. Yeah, the mixing was a little weird. But again, this guy, I I, I got to give it, oh, sorry. <laughs> you got to talk about that microphone, boy. <laughs> I, I got to <laughs> give props to him because, for one, th- this is his first documentary. Yeah. And on top of that, this is such a personal thing to it him. It is. And, and that's, what la- uh, uh, that's what allows me to forgive some of the stuff that would normally turn me off. Yeah. The mouth-moving stuff is weird, and the part... With the gun in the end of the movie, you remember that? Don't oh you? yeah, that was really weird. I did not I, understand that at yeah, all. Yeah, I was like, why would you show that? Yeah, that was weird. That and was him trying to add a little artistic flair when there wasn't artistic flair needed. Yeah, that was the whole thing about the movie to me was like, this is such a fascinating story that it's almost a shame in one way mm-hmm. that someone so close to the story is the one telling it because he can't step back and. Like, he gets emotional with the story sometimes. Yeah, there's times when he's telling the story, you can, you can hear it in his voice. He's and that's not a problem. Deep. What I'm talking about is the mouth-moving stuff. The fact yes. that these people piss him off so much that he mocks them, and when he mocks them, he adds this weird comedic element to a film that does not need it. But, I mean, to be fair, these people did some shitty stuff. They did. But you know what I'm saying? Like, some very shady if stuff. If somebody who was not so close to it, because I mean, like, he was one of, the, one of the guy's best oh, friends. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he was his best friend. 
Well, he had apparently had a lot of best friends. Well, <laughs> the director it was his best friend. Yeah, so you know you do understand where he's coming from, and it probably should be that kind of guy that makes the movie. But it also, I I do feel like it's the kind of guy who also shouldn't at the same time. Yes. You know, sometimes being that close to your subject matter is a problem. Oh yeah, for me, anyways, I like my documentaries to be as unbiased as possible. Yes, I, I do agree with that. And although there's not a whole lot to be unbiased on this, it's pretty open and shut. Yeah. Who's at fault, who's not, but you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like the mocking scenes could have been left out. Like, the the part when they're talking about the 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 law part. Yeah. You, you, know, you know what I'm talking about when they keep repeating it? Yeah. But they could have left that in there, but not the mouth moving. I, th- I thought that was kind of goofy. It's goofy. There's points, and there's, like, times they start talking about, like, some dead serious stuff, and the music is still this, like, jingly... Yeah, and, and like there's oh there's just one part of the movie that really like got under my nerves. Was it? It's, it was during the same part, and it keeps showing the mom, the the Shirley, the mother of Zachary, yeah. throw the ball and like hit him in the head with it. Yeah, and it just keeps showing that, and it keeps making this bring bring noise. And I was like, what was that? Why was that in this movie? You know what I mean? Artistic value, I guess. Was that artistic? That seemed like something out of a damn Marx Brothers movie. <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I was sitting watching it. But at the same time, I was so aggravated. God dang it. You got to talk in the microphone. I've been doing so good about that recently. You know? just, it's not bad. Like, if it's down here, it's not terrible. <laughs> you just do it like this. Okay. You're a uh, dog. <laughs> no one can see that. I but, know, but it's uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was so pissed off at Shirley in this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, you should be because she's a piece of shit. Yeah. That I wasn't even thinking about the ball or... And that's what I'm saying, like, I think at the end of the day, that's what ultimately... I feel like it's not the best made movie. Yeah. But it is such an interesting story that that saves... Yeah. Because it also has, like, and I know they're not characters, they're real people, but it has such, like, larger-than-life personalities. Like, Andrew does not really make an appearance... He doesn't make an appearance in this movie at all. Because he's dead. I mean, yeah. But... To make him this, are you about to laugh at that? It's just the way I said it. I'm sorry. God, he's dead. dead. <laughs> it's horrible, John. I know it's sad. Anyway, they anyway, a, there's another thing too. They did a close up of his ass at one point yeah. with yeah. like blood on it, but I don't know if it was the crime scene photos or if it was something from the one of their movies. No, that, that was from the crime scene. Why? Because he, he got they? shot. Yeah, yeah, but why would you show like a close up of his of his butt? That they were showing. Uh, no, it well, was during the gunshot scene. Oh, it was what? Like, poof, they didn't show a close-up of his ass. I don't know. There, that's what I'm saying. Like, there was just so many bad decisions that, like, if I was rating it on a technical point, it would probably get, like, an average rating. Yeah. As far as a, how it was made. Yeah. And, okay, this is what... We get, get a little. We probably should just get into the movie itself. Yeah, this. Uh, okay. Technical wise, we're we're done. Now we'll get into the actual. Okay. Well. Um, Shirley is pregnant with Andrew's child, Zachary. Yeah, Zachary. And the custody battle begins. And the court case begins. Yeah. And. The this movie is such a. It's such a roller coaster of emotions, man. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what bothered me so much the first time I watched it. Now, here's my question: Was she granted parole? Yes. Or was she granted bail? Because there's a parole. difference. 
So they released her. Yes. Hmm. They released her because she... Okay. See, I thought they were like... They gave her... She was supposed to not have bail. Yeah. Um. But then like... I'm pretty sure... Um, I'm pretty sure it was parole. Man, that's pretty crazy. Okay. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, let me tell you people. What the excuse for the system was... For her to be released to the public. For one, they didn't look at any of her records. There's that no way. was the, but like, man, like having watched like Paradise Lost and making a murder, I mean, yeah, still, it's not a shock that the justice system is. Oh God, they're grossly incompetent. That's just what they are. But they let her out because, okay, th- this still pisses me off. Like, <laughs> I, this is the second time I've watched it, and I still can't believe it. Anytime I think about it, I still can't believe it. They let her out because she had a target in mind, and she's no threat to the general public. Yeah, however, if you had looked at her record, you would saw that she was. She's a goddamn stalker, mm-hmm. a murderer. Yes. And she's a psychopath. Yeah, she's an overall piece of shit. Yeah, that she is. I can't, I can't name, I can't even... You gotta talk to your mic, uh, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> I can't even name how many times in... My notes, I wrote that she's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. God dang it! I mean, like as a whole, I f- what what I the biggest emotion I got for this movie was just extreme sympathy for the grandparents. Oh yeah, and of course the parents of Andrew, the grandparents of Zachary. Yeah, who you know seem like just sweet people, and they have to deal with all this shit. Yeah, and like one thing I did like about this movie is it wasn't afraid to show raw raw emotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? It may not be great for this guy's public image to be like, if I had that, I you know, I had a plan of going and killing that bitch in her sleep, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe that's not the best thing, but, like, it's not afraid to show it because that's how he feels. Yeah. Oh. This movie is very raw, though. Yeah. And that is one of its positives. It's not afraid to, like, you know, you see it so many times in documentaries, like, oh, give me a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody just does that. Everyone's like, I'm going to let... My emotions be one hundred percent shown. Yeah, and I respect that a lot. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes you say when you're that emotional, you say shit that you can't take back, like Ugh. saying that you were, you know, because he could be arrested for even though she's dead now, you could still for a conspiracy to commit murder, you could be arrested for that. And oh, so something that really pisses me off is through a year of struggling. No, it it makes it makes me so mad because the grandparents had to sit there just to be with that kid, sit with the murderer of their son. Yeah, and he's like, "Would you?" She's like, "Would you hang that picture of me and Andrew up?" And stuff like that. That's Ugh. what like that got under my skin pretty hardcore. Yeah, and the you know they did a very good job of being like, you know, we can't right now. We're sorry, you know, yeah. just being civil or trying to be civil with a person who isn't civil. Um, they're 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 definitely the heroes of this story and deserve yeah. a lot of com- you know commitment. Yeah, they they quit. I mean, in the movie they said they quit their jobs mm-hmm. to take care of this child. Yeah, Zachary, and, and that's so commend so commendable. Yeah, especially when that. Well, here's what here's what to me the most tragic thing about this movie is, uh, of course, the the murders are the worst. Yeah. You know, the fact that these two people lost their lives. It's sad and horrible, Ugh. which we haven't even talked about that yet. Spoiler alert, the mother ends up killing herself and Zachary as well. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, My God. 
But to me, what the worst thing is is like they lose their son, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, there's this weird ray of sunshine in Zachary who looks just like him, right? Yeah. So to them, they almost like it's like it's not Andrew, but we get to he gets to live through Andrew's spirit, and then they lose him again. Yeah. To the same person because the, the criminal same bitch <laughs> yes the same bitch we're the, god dang because the criminal justice system is so inept in their job and and doesn't care all they care about is the crowding in the jails because they're too shitty to you know like <laughs> actually do anything about anything so like they're just like i oh, this because the, uh, the prison's too crowded she seems all right let her go you know if, like in the movie they, they even mentioned this if they would look at her record there's something up when you have eight men who have found, filed uh, restraining, restraining orders, orders against yeah. you. Not just that, but like oh. like she threatened to stab somebody in prison. Yeah, yeah. She tried Civil. To ki- she tried to kill herself and threatened to kill one of her ex-boyfriends. Civil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is infuriating. And, you know... This movie does have a somewhat good ending, though. It, Well, as good of an ending as something like yeah. this can have. It's about as good as you can get. Yeah, there's no happy ending. No, unfortunately. but it is it is good that the grandparents are getting some kind of justice because they can't get it, they can't get it from her. She's dead. Ugh. You know they cannot they cannot get it back from her. But what they can get is by making the people who screwed up admit that they did wrong. And one of them got sent to jail. Yes, which should yeah that yeah. is inept. You you did not personally kill that person. That child, but, but you had a hand in it because yes. you did not do your job properly. This movie is so infuriating, man. It is, it is. <laughs> and I do, in, in one sense, I enjoy the way it's shot because it shows how evil this person is. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it tears your heart out, man. Yeah. Because you think, like, oh, God, you know, maybe everything will be fine. Mm-hmm. And then it turns around... It, take, it doesn't chuck one brick at your head. It takes an entire bag of bricks and beats you to death with it. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a definition of a tragedy. It was a woman with a mental illness who needed help. And I mean, the justice system didn't do it. Didn't give it, yeah. I mean, she is, of course, a horrible person. Yeah. Because there's plenty of people with mental illnesses that do not take people's lives. I mean, so of course. She's a horrible, horrible person who would deserve anything that happened to her. However, she also was mentally ill. Clearly mentally ill. Yes. Just by those phone conversations, you could tell that she's mentally ill. Should have been put into a mental institution, if not for her life, until she was absolutely better. But, because, like I said, because the justice system is incompetent and they don't care about past, pa- past cases, they just care about well, who's going to jail next, they are just like, yeah, she seems all right. Let her go. You know, <sighs> I mean, look, let's look at Norway. Varg Vikernes. I mean, yeah, twenty-one years. He served the maximum sentence. <laughs> it's twenty-one years for murdering a man and burning a bunch of churches down. Exactly. You know, so both extreme federal offenses. What about the guy who killed over three hundred orphans in Mexico? Got uh, let free, and now and no one knows where he is. <laughs> that's wonderful, isn't it? You know, so it's not like this is the first time something like this has happened. I mean, no. So it's not, to me, it's not as infuriating as it is to you because it's just like, yeah, of course. Of course that's what happened. I mean, of course, at the time I watched this movie for the very first time, I I, I mean, I didn't really know that the justice system was that that bad. Yeah, which I mean, like, you know, to be fair, there's good people 
in in every every aspect, yeah. right? It's just the shit outweighs the good. Look, if you're if you're working in this and there's a case that that's brought up like like this or anything like that, do your damn job. The problem is, like a lot of times, the they're not rewarded for doing their job. You know what I mean? Like, I for real, like I was, I got sent, uh, summoned for uh, court one time, yeah. right, to be on jury for jury duty. And uh, the first day, the judge comes in and he's like, "Look, you're gonna see me let people go that probably deserve to sit in this jail, but we're overcrowded, and I can't send everybody to jail that needs to go to jail." And he didn't say that happily. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the way it is, man. That is really sad. Well, and we could get into reasons for that, but this is not a political podcast, so we're not going to. You know what I mean? Like we can, we can talk about this off camera. Yeah. Okay. Um, but for me as a whole, it was an odd experience because on one hand, I was very you know I was into it emotionally, I was into the story, but I was also taken out of it a few times by the minor the, things, the 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 production of it. Um, but as a whole, I, it it was a story that I found interesting enough to recommend. Yeah, the movie. You know what I mean? Because clearly, like you know, the conversation back and forth between me and you on it, it is the kind of movie that will spark conversation. Oh, yeah. and, I mean, and discussion. So it, in that case, I find it to be very good. Like I said, like it's almost like a tale of two movies to me. It's like the story. Yeah. Which I, and 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 some of the, um. I don't want to say again. I don't want to say amateurish, but definitely some of like the inexperienced mistakes. I mean, yeah. Like getting into the story of the murderer, and then into the story of Zachary, and then coming out of that story and going back. Yeah, that's one thing I do not like about the movie. That are we talking about Zachary? Like, oh, stop! I gotta go back and talk about this. Yeah, it's like, like just it's like one thing at a time. That can work in some instances. Yeah, like I've seen plenty of documentaries that are not linear, but something like this it should be linear because mm. you're into the story. You don't want to stop and go back. Yeah. And a lot of time was spent on how great of a person Andrew was, and I understand because this guy was his friend. Mm. But you, he—I don't know if he edited it, and if he did, he probably should have had someone else edit it because some of that could have been cut down. Uh, yeah, you know, I understand why because, like I said, this was a movie made about his friend. Mm-hmm. And originally, it wasn't even supposed to be released. This movie wasn't even supposed to be like released to the public. I don't think. I think it was supposed to be shown to Zachary when he was older, but she she didn't let him get older. I that just, piece of shit. Didn't like let every time him. you say anything about it, I can see like this like primal Hatred? anger in your face. It pisses <laughs> me off, man. Uh, yeah, me too. But you know, the one gl- the glare of sh- sunshine in this entire story gets took away because someone wanted to be selfish. Yeah, but that's life. <laughs> Life's shitty, John. <laughs> Life is shit. Uh. Shout out Corey Mays, who runs the Guitar oh. Vault in Morristown, Tennessee. Had it said it best. There's nothing in life. There's nothing more metal in life than life. That's true. <laughs> That's more hardcore than life. That's man. It. <laughs> it, it. It'll hurt, man. Um, God dang it. My favorite part of the entire movie. Before we wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry, my, my anger. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love Ooh. it. I, and I want you to be this passionate about every movie. You know. Yeah. Um, my favorite part was when uh. When uh, the dad was like, I'm pissed. I'm about to hold a press conference and call all these people out. Yeah. Oh and then God. his lawyer is like, you can't do that because blah, 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 blah. And he's like, F it. <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> but 
okay, so to get away from Shirley <laughs> and the director himself, which is two different sides of the story. Yeah. The grandparents are definitely the... They're the highlight of the movie, yes. for sure, because, like, you see everything through their eyes, the ups, the downs, the, you know... And at the end, even though there is this little bit of, like, relief a little bit, yeah, there's still pain. Yeah. And like, they're never going to be okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they have found, you know, if there's any good through it, they have found a cause. Yeah. And, you know... They are, they're on. They're 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 so real. Like you know, well, you know, it's a documentary. But sometimes in documentaries, you you know, people aren't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. They let it all out, no matter what, for better or for worse. And at the end of it, you just want to be like, hell yeah, do your thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, and everyone involved, like in the interview parts, that they're they're so, like. It reminds you of, like, real people. Where they're a lot open. Of docu- yeah, they're very open about things, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that in documentaries, which is understandable, because as a person, you don't really want to open yourself up Yeah. necessarily that easily. But uh, for this, you know, they're all willing to show everything. The good, the bad, the yeah. ugly, you know? So, but it's on Netflix. It's the easiest of them to watch. If you have a Netflix account, go watch it. And I do recommend it. Despite yeah. my problems with the the filmmaking aspect of it, it is still a very much worth a watch. Very interesting and really emotional, and you know, like I said, it'll, it'll leave you wanting to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. So yes, watch it. It is a good movie. Check out all. Th- I know we say this every time. Yeah. Check out all three of these movies. Yep, yep, yep. Killing America, fantastic. Fantastic. Grass is a horror, fantastic. Fantastic. If you want to get mad. Dear Zachary. <laughs> Still good. Dear Zachary is definitely the one that's going to give you the most emotional. Yes. In you know, it's going to get you more emotionally into it is what I was trying to say. That's yeah. the one that's going to like, you know, you're going to be in it from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm willing to forgive some of the problems I had with the filmmaking aspect of it because the story is so good. Yeah. And it's so interesting and, uh, you know commendable too like I said like normally I wouldn't be down for the docu- the documentary being a you know the director being a big part of it yeah because I feel like the director is behind the camera the story is in front of the camera right however due to the circumstances of it it is very commendable and brave of him oh yeah to push forward in uh, what is a horrible horrible time in life to tell the story that otherwise would be a local story thing and that would be the end of it I mean the story I mean, it's tragic, man. Mm-hmm. Everything that happened in this could have been prevented. Yeah, absolutely. But it didn't. But at the same time, I mean, again, it's horrible. But the the grandparents fought for, you know, the for things to be changed. Mm-hmm. And they st- I'm pretty sure they still are to this yep. day. Yep, which good on them. Yeah, very, very good on them. And... Man, this this movie, I I enjoy this movie a lot, but sometimes I hate it. <laughs> so that's uh, I don't know who put out Dear Zachary. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. But it's on Netflix. Easily go watch it. Graphic sexual horrors put out by Synapse Films. Yes. And the Killing of America is through Severin, which did a nice Blu-ray of it. Something I want to start doing is giving the people who yeah release this stuff the 
the love. But yeah, you can catch your Zachary on Netflix. Hmm. And, I, and I'm sure there's a DVD. I'm sure there's a DVD there. of it, yeah. But, um, that's uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we what are we doing next? Next is Urban Nightmares. And what are those movies, John? That is Abel Ferreira's seedy, disgusting cop drama, Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. The another gut puncher <laughs> and combat right. shock. And the Jim Van Beber epic Deadbeat at Dawn. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. With my favorite character in film history, Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher. I hate people, man. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> well uh sorry we left on such a such a a heavy Well thus is life. I mean that's just the way uh, the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you're gonna have fun with like the porn episode and sometimes you're gonna get real sad. <laughs> yeah. That's just what these documentary not documentaries, we don't always do documentaries, these movies that we cover yeah. are about. It's all about emotional experiences for one way or another. But as I said, check these movies out. Mm-hmm. I mean, check every movie out we've covered. Oh yeah. I don't think we've covered anything that you should at least give a view. Don't just don't watch Michael Moore. <laughs> yeah. More. Go listen. October 6th, Rain Architect, Killer at Monsoon Bay. Gonna keep shouting out till it comes out. <laughs> yeah, boy! Because uh, it's well worth your time as well. And, of course, Jason's... Jason's a friend of the show. But I wouldn't, ju- I wouldn't just say that because he's a friend. Yeah, I have it, listened to the album, great. and it's really good. So, uh, on that note, email us at sickoncinema at gmail.com for questions, comments, and concerns. Follow us on the Twitters at Sick on Cinema. Follow us on Instagrams at Sick on Cinema. And maybe one of these days we'll come up with a website. Yeah. And a Facebook page. <laughs> um, oh, God. Ugh. Well. Stomach. On that uh. stomach acid note, I am John. <laughs> I am Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick, Sick on Cinema, cinema bitch. <laughs> <laughs>